Welcome to this weekend bonus episode of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to take a look at what the Ducks did in this year's NHL entry draft. First, I want to preface that I did not put out a show on Saturday as I was out of the house most of Saturday once their final pick was made. And I figured a nice late Saturday, early Sunday show would work best here. Besides, it would give me some time to write up my thoughts on the draft. Okay, let's start off with the draft lottery again. Let's go back about a month. The Ducks had the second best odds to land a top pick, and they were shafted. The ping pong balls did not go their way, folks, and they dropped to the third spot in the draft, denying them of a player like an Owen Power or a Matt Beneers. Of course, Owen Power and Matt Beneers are planning to go back to Michigan this coming season, but nonetheless, they are the consensus top two picks. That third pick is where things could potentially get interesting because after Power and Beneers, after those two previously mentioned players, there was no clear runaway choice for that number three spot. Many experts thought William Eklund would land in Anaheim. I thought it would be Eklund as well. It make it made sense, right? Others saw Simon Edvinson head to the Ducks. Those two were thought to be the favorites given the Ducks' recent history of drafting Swedes in the first round, like Ricard Raquel, Hampus Lindholm, Jacob Larson, and most recently Isaac Lundestrom. There were a few others who figured Dylan Genther might end up in Anaheim to shore up the wings, but the Ducks took a big risk here and went with Mason McTavish from the OHL's Peterborough Peets and EHC Olten from the Swiss League. This is a name that was on virtually nobody's radar at number three. It was certainly not on my radar. Mason was projected to land somewhere between picks five and nine, but certainly not in the top three at all. In fact, going back to February, he was slated to be a top 12 pick, and as far back as March, he was slated as being a top 10 pick. That was how high he was thought to go. His stock did rise a lot this coming season with EHC Olten and with the junior team. So going all the way back to March and February of 2020 when he was with the Petersburg or the Peterborough Peets, he was shown to still be lacking in some parts of his game. You know, the strides were fine. The 5 plus 5 grade all across was still looking pretty good. But then he had some bad performances in there, some ineffective performances in there as well, dating back to December of 2019. He was more of a short passer and was really looking to refine his passing game. Then the pandemic struck. He didn't play any hockey in front of scouts for almost a year. Then he went out to Olten in the Swiss League. And it seemed like he was a completely new player. He had turned a corner somehow where he had had great game after great game after great game. And this is definitely a plug and play forward. That's what he's going to be really good at in the NHL level. He's a big bodied center, 6'2", about 207 pounds, a left shot center. He's 18 years old, birthday January 30th. In the Swiss League, he scored 11 points in 13 games. Not too bad. He was also chosen to represent in the 
World Junior Championships Under-18 Tournament. He helped out Canada win gold in the U8, the WJC18. He did an incredible job there. Looking at some of his games, he scored 11 points in 7 games, 5 goals and 6 assists. He looked like a man out there. Of course, being 6'2", 207, it would seem that way in front of a bunch of 18-year-olds. But nonetheless, he's still looking to grow maybe an inch or two and grow out his body even more. I could see him being maybe 6'3", 215. Not a whole lot of very skilled big body centers in the NHL. But if he can develop to be a plug-and-play player in the NHL, then this is not a bad pick. This is a risky pick considering who else is out there. Some have even compared his game to Ryan Getzloff. Wow, really? You're going to compare him to the longtime center for the Anaheim Ducks, Ryan Getzloff? Well, let's take a look at both of their games. Getzloff can be a great goal scorer. Getzloff is 6'3". He is a right shooting center. He is a big-bodied center, and Getzloff does know how to get himself open in the slot. McTavish has that same kind of game, where he will use his big body to create space in the slot and create a good shot for himself. So that's a big plus for Mason's game. And as I mentioned on the live show, great name, Mason rhymes with Jason, that whole thing, that's great and all. But looking at his recent games, from March and especially April of 2021 when he was playing for Canada in the under 18s he did a fantastic job developed some great hands starting to develop more of his skill game which is something that was sort of eluding him when he was playing in Peterborough now looking at this number three pick is this going to be a steal is this going to be a risky pick GM Bob Murray certainly chose to take that risk and I'm going to quote from this EP guide. He may not be the best two-way center in the draft, but he really isn't that far off from claiming the throne. Not far off at all. There was there was a couple other great centers in there, but Mason did show some reliability in center in the WJCs. His face-off percentage is quite high. In fact, his face-off started to get better and better and better as the tournament went on leading up to that gold medal game. So that's a plus. Another plus is he's more reliable entering into the zone. Another plus is that his expected assists per 60 are through the roof. His Z-score is that high amongst defensive plays, retrievals, Assist per 60, transition turnover rate per 60, meaning that you look at him entering the zone and he does not turn the puck over at all. He will guide the puck in without getting just ambushed in the blue line. That's not all that makes him special though. It's that he really gets into the dirty areas very effectively where he'll just kind of not elbow his way through, but kind of push his way into getting that puck in the dirty zones and not afraid to get in there either. Again, big-bodied player like Orion Getzloff. Getzloff also not afraid to get into the dirty zones. So if we can get a great Ryan Getzloff-type player, and if the Ducks can really develop him properly, then this is not a bad pick at all. This could be your center of the future. Don't forget that Ryan Getzloff, he's going to retire soon. He is no spring chicken. Getzloff is a UFA. If he comes back to the Ducks, it'll be at a lower rate. But just looking in general, you want to build up your center core as much as possible 
with Getzloff leaving and who who knows who else could be leaving. Adam Henrique, he could be gone as well. So for the Ducks to shore up a center here, could this have been a case where the Ducks drafted for need? Yes, it's been said that you don't necessarily have to draft for need in the NHL draft. You typically draft the best available player. If Bob Murray decided to go for a center here, then this may have been the best available center at the time. This is not, I mean, it's not terrible. It's its shocking is what this pick is. I'm going to look at a scouting report from a recent game where he was in the under 18s. And this is from the game against Finland. Actually, no, I'm going to go to the game against, yeah, Finland. So this is from one scout. A lot to like about McTavish in this game, starting with his overall awareness. When he doesn't have the puck, he's shoulder checking in the defensive zone. In the offensive zone, he hunts it like a dog on a bone. Fantastic to watch and will be very effective at the next level. I've seen improvement in his puck handling this year and today was no different. He manipulated players and protected the puck very well all game. However, I'd like to I like I would like that to result in more high danger opportunities. The next logical development step. And going over to a game in May against the Czech. Yeah, he was efficient along the boards and it was absurd. His high danger chances are effective and they are becoming more and more. Yeah, his high danger chances became more prevalent in his game. So that's a big plus. He also had shown a master class on how to get the puck back, especially in scoring positioning. That's a big plus. This is also from the EHC Olsen Swiss League, and this is from David St. Louis. McTavish is a plug-and-play forward, and that's what he will be at the NHL level. He plays inside your system, connects your plays, and goes to the hard area. He holds onto the puck when there isn't a play to be made and can protect the puck somewhat even against men by using his body and a stick handling dexterity that I underrated. So those are some great qualities in Mason McTavish. Again, with the third pick in the NHL draft, the Ducks took Mason McTavish. All right, we're going to head to our one and only break of the day. But first, let's talk about BuiltBar.com. I'm sorry, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land, which you can find at Built.com. They have several great flavors, including Cherry Barcia, Cookies and Cream, Mint Chocolate, among others. Head over to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next order of Built Bar. All right, we're going to head into the only intermission of the day. We'll talk briefly about the rest of the picks the Ducks made in this year's draft. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to go over the other picks really quickly. I will have a much more detailed breakdown of all of these picks on Tuesday's show, but this is a bonus show. So I want to get through these picks a little bit quickly because there are seven others to talk about. First, in the second round... With the number 34 pick, the Ducks selected Olin Zellweger. This is not a bad pick at all. Look, he was ranked to be in the first round. And he had a great performance for Canada 
also in the under-18 World Juniors for Canada. So yeah, a teammate of Mason's in that tournament. This is a great pick, projected to be maybe in the 20 to 30 range. Certainly not number 34. There were a few teams that passed on him. Yes, Aturata, that could have been chosen by the Ducks, but he went just before. So he was not available for the Ducks for the taking. So who does that leave? Well, that leaves Olin Zellweger. And looking at his scouting report, another effective defensive player. This one could be a great pick for the Anaheim Ducks. Just a little more about him. Zellweger is 5'10", only a buck 75. Another small body defenseman. The Ducks are kind of getting used to this, right? Because didn't they just draft another small body defenseman last season? I'm trying to think. Oh, who could that be? Oh, that could be Jamie Drysdale. The Ducks picked Drysdale with the number six pick last season. He was also a great skating defenseman. Drysdale's only 5'11", and Olin is only 5'10". However, he has one of the best skating abilities out there. Can you imagine having those two on a defensive pairing? They would put on a skating clinic. Zellweger was ranked as one of the best overall skaters in this year's NHL draft. In fact, here is a direct quote from Mitch Brown. Quote, it's all about the skating. He has near textbook skating form. He's explosive. He can really pull away from players in open ice. His mechanical base is among the very best in the draft class. So this was kind of a steal by the Anaheim Ducks. And he wasn't going to last long in day day two of this draft. Yes, he was ranked a little... I mean, he was ranked kind of weirdly than where the Ducks selected him. But he was the right range. And another great skater that has tremendous edges according to The Athletic. And another one of those guys that kind of floats on the ice. Looking at some of his tape, he looks kind of like Jamie Drysdale. Where he will lead a guy one way, get opposing players on their heels, and then go up the neutral zone and really just get past defenders. So he is another bit, another playmaking type defender. Is another kind of, I guess, quarterbacking player as far as the power play goes. So this... I think is a great pick by the Ducks. Went a little bit lower than expected, but there you go. That is Olin Zellweger from the Everett Silvertips. Then we go on to another pick that was ranked higher in the Elite Prospects Guide. Sasha Pastorjov, a left winger. This one was a steal. This was one of the best draft picks for the value. And at the time he was picked, he was the best player available by a lot. He was ranked as high as 14th for some prospect guides. In the elite prospect guide, he was ranked 56th. And the Ducks took him, wow, they really took him with the 66th pick? That is pretty freaking good for the Ducks to land that pick. So a little bit more on Pasadoff. He, d- he did also play in the WJCs, but for Team USA, he was also on the USHL most recently. He he did well. One thing that is going to be a knock on his game is his offensive game 
still leaves a little bit to be desired in some prospects' eyes. He's six foot, a buck eighty-three, plays the left wing. For the USHL last season, he had twenty-six points in eighteen games, and for the development league, he had sixty-five points in forty-one games. Ooh, that is good. Those are good numbers. In the WJCs, eight points in only five games as Team USA didn't quite make it as far as they would have liked. However, the only concern is about his skating. It is somewhat below par skating, but his shot is among the best. A very effective shot, a very good ability to make plays for himself, and another good two-way player. So this was not a bad pick. Just the skating, the moving on his feet, the skating is going to be a little bit slow. But aside from that, still a pretty good pick with some excellent hands. And I'm just going to go over these other quicks quickly because we're running low on time. And this is a short bonus episode. With the number 76 pick, the Ducks took Tyson Hines, a left defenseman. Number 98. This was a good pick. This was an interesting pick. They took, okay, Josh Lapina. He wasn't on a lot of people's boards And this was a great re-entry choice who's coming off a great national championship season with UMass. He figured very highly with the Minutemen and he's going to be more of a depth piece in the NHL if he makes it that far. Tyson Hines is probably going to be an AHL defenseman. Could top out as maybe that third pairing. Josh Lapina could be a very good depth piece in the NHL at center, and could figure very well for the San Diego goals in the future. Three more picks. At number 130, Sean Segurl. Okay, this one was kind of an interesting pick. He was very good with the Calgary Hitmen and the WHL, including a 12-game point streak. Not bad. Then the final two picks. I'm going to go to number 162 first. Kyle Kukinen. So Kyle Kukinen, this was an interesting choice out of Minnesota. He went to the NAHL and is going to be at Michigan Tech this coming season. The second to last pick at number 148, Gage Alexander. This one is not a bad pick, and I'm hoping to get some more intel on Gage Alexander in the coming days. But he is a humongous goaltender, 6'7". Look at the reel that I put up. Look at the mixtape that I put up on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter. He is a great lateral movement goaltender and also very fast with the glove. This could be a great depth goalie down the line. And looking at his play with the Winnipeg Ice, I mean, this guy was making some incredible lunging saves to his left. Some incredible lunging saves to his right. Great glove, but a really good stick too. So this is a very nice, prototypical, big-bodied goalie. There were even one or two scouts. I kid you not when I say this. There was one or two scouts that compared him to a certain Stanley Cup winning goaltender, Vasilevsky. Not even joking on that one. So I I could kind of see it in his style of goaltending. I could kind of see it because he's a big-bodied goalie. So... Once again, those are your picks for the Anaheim Ducks in this year's draft. I'll have much, much more on those, not on Monday, 
But on Tuesday's show, because on Monday, I will have an interview with Andy Sutton, former Anaheim Duck Andy Sutton, CEO of Verbero Hockey. I will have that interview on Monday and then go more in-depth with all the draft choices on Tuesday. And then we're going to talk about free agency and any trades that could happen on Wednesday's show. Then we have Thursday's and Friday's show. Talk about free agency some more. And we'll talk more about next week when that comes. All right. So thank you all once again for listening. It's greatly appreciated. Please rate five stars if you liked it. Please rate, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. You could follow the show wherever podcasts can be heard. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you all for listening. It is greatly appreciated. And if you're not following the Twitter, please follow along on Twitter. That would be terrific. All right. Thank you all once again for Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks fly together.